So, Spencer, you hear about this? You see about this? Yeah. Rob Schneider got in big trouble today. Yeah. He defended, uh, I already forget that guy's name, something Gillis, the guy who got a job at Saturday Night Live. He's a new cast member. And then he, uh, immediately a bunch of videos came up of him saying racist things on a podcast about Asian folks. Yeah, I heard, but I didn't hear or know what he said. Um, I listened to some of it, and it was just unfunny racist uh, slurs. Uh, th- like, th- not even, like, saying it in a joke form. Just, like, when they were talking about Asian people, just calling them a racist slur. Like, you know, there's a whole list of them. But, uh, just, I mean, he can't. you can't even use the defense. He was, you know, the com- comedian being kind of edgy or funny. It was just being racist douche. So I didn't really feel bad about him getting uh, in trouble. Shane Gillis, but Mr. One Rob Schneider, your favorite actor of all time. He 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 has all the awards. All the all the classy awards. He went on the old Twitter today and I agreed with him to a degree until I really looked into what that guy was saying. Yeah. Rob Schneider had to say, as a former SNL cast member, I am sorry that you had the misfortune of being a cast member during the era of cultural unforgiveness where comedic misfires are subject to the intolerable inquisition of those who never risk bombing on stage themselves. And he wrote that to Shane Gillis. Obviously, there was some backlash to that. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, coming from Rob Schneider, who's played every racist character in the book in every Adam Sandler movie, you know, Asian stereotype, Muslim stereotype, Hawaiian stereotype. Like, he made things stereotypes that I didn't even know were. Uh, what, uh, What was he in Big Daddy? He was the, uh, like, Korean or Vietnamese delivery driver. That's what I... Yeah. Super racist. Super racist. Uh, I just remember he couldn't read. Yeah. Um, And then the hate started coming toward Rob Schneider's way big time. Which, I mean, really, if you're him, you should probably just... That's probably good for him anyways. I mean, when was was the last time anybody... Well, here's where Rob Schneider started fucking up. And I want to say I could be incorrect, but I, I think he was, like, a Trump guy or... Really? On that, at least on that edge of things, like he's like like uh, a Republican, but maybe not like full on. I don't like, know if he's a Trumper, but I feel like he's kind of like a James Woods type of dude who just fucking rails against anything PC and liberals and stuff. Again, I could be wrong. I don't, I don't fucking pay attention, like most people, yeah. to Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider probably doesn't pay attention. To I wonder if he'll be because uh, there for a while he was coming to the Steel City cons. I wonder uh, if uh, I that'll know. put a damper on his. Uh, Oh, shucks. Maybe yeah. we won't get to see Rob Schneider. Well, he followed this up with, uh, again, after some hate came his way. I think a suspension would be appropriate for someone who is part of an organization that says something terrible in a podcast from a year earlier. An honest, sincere apology and also accepting it seems appropriate as well. Destroying someone does not. Again, without knowing the context of what that guy was saying, that seems reasonable. Reason- yeah. I mean, where, what he, where he was coming from... And I don't know if he li- listened to the guy's jokes or whatever he was saying. Is that, uh, I mean, people can't grow. And, like, I've done things and said things in my 20s that I would look back now and be like, fuck, I was an idiot. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that. You might not even believe it then, but you just think it's fun. When you're younger, you think uh, kind of shock value comedy is funnier than it might be. I mean, we've all gone through stupid stages where we're just, like, fucking, I mean, look at our clothes from the 90s. <laughs> Big fucking Jinko jeans. I mean... Juggalos. <laughs> hey, man. Um, then this is where he uh, started shitting on himself a little bit here. He got... Uh, oh, on himself? Well, not on himself. He started uh, backpedaling. Uh, he uh, ended his little tirade with, 
Last thought on Shane Gillis. There's a difference between exposing truth through free speech and just being ugly. It's not okay to say racist things under the guise of comedy. Just because you have a mic in your hand doesn't make the racist things you say any less racist. So he just did a complete 180 and just backpedaled faster than John Kerry, you know, back in the day when he's the Mr. Flip Flopper guy. Yeah. Like he just fucking hardcore just changed the whole, like, now are you defending him or are you throwing him under the bridge? I don't know. Not that I put much stock into what Rob Schneider says. I just thought that was interesting news. Yeah. He probably, he wanted to backpedal because he was trying to get the, uh, the Deuce Bi- the third, uh, Deuce Bigelow movie greenlit, you know. Yeah, that's for what like we're Net- all. For like Netflix or something. That's what we're all clamoring for. Like Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> Drop a big deuce. You know what, I don't, it, maybe I'm wrong, but in any of his movies, like, like Adam Sandler never cameoed or anything, never did like a cameo. Yes, he did, did in he? the Animal. Actually, did a couple he? of them. I think in the am- Animal, Adam Sandler was a cameo. He did the, you can do it. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, yeah, I do remember that one. And by the way, I've only seen probably three Rob Schneider movies, but Adam well, there's Sandler, only like four or five. So I forget the other one. I always think the like the South Park when they're making fun of Rob Schneider is a stapler. Like I yeah. always for some reason think that's real. It's not. But he did another movie. It wasn't the animals. His other famous one, not Deuce Bigelow. The one when he was a woman that like he had. Yeah, guys. hot chick. Um, Adam Sandler was in that one, and he played a weed guy. Okay. Like a hippie. We- it was one of the two. I, mean, I could begin getting this backwards, but Adam Sandler was in both of those with All the right. stupid cameo. So I was thinking he's always in 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 Snyder in Sandler's movies. Yeah. You figured. But yeah. what I wanted to, to touch on here was your opinion on not Rob Schneider's stupid comments, but Shane Gillis getting fired right after getting hired because of something he said last year. And I guess other stuff got drug up. But, like, from what I understand, the initial firing was just because of what he said on that podcast. So, how do you feel about somebody losing their job from the outrage culture, so to speak? Again, with not listening to it and knowing exactly what he said, um, it's a little bit hard. Because, like, if, if you can tell, like, you know, if you if you just, like, shooting the shit with whoever, like, he was, you know, doing the podcast with. Because, I mean, how many conversations have we had off mic if that happened to be recorded and somebody heard that right if we had any kind of like that like that could get us maybe fired from our actual jobs like some of the stuff we said like but but here's here's the difference in my opinion the way just from the again i only i didn't listen to the podcast i just listened to a couple clips of where he was being racist um from what i gathered just from that it wasn't like even how we're you know you said when we're off mic sometimes we say some raunchy shit we're not also just dropping, like, N-words, hard R, no jokes, just, like, yeah. being, we don't just say racist shit out loud for no reason. Yeah. He was just, like, they are talking about Chinese food restaurants or something, and he was just, like, just threw out a racial slur just to, you know, um, describe Chinese people. Like, yeah. he was, there was no joke. there, And even then, that wouldn't be appropriate, probably. But, uh, like I said, you could say, okay, maybe you're just trying to be edgy, up-and-coming, comic, whatever. But there was no joke there. It was just him straight saying a racial slur, and that's never funny. So yeah. I didn't really I mean, get the. I mean, I don't have a super uh, like I'm not against it because again, like say if we were in the break room of our you know of our day jobs and we said that and you know somebody reported, it, we could lose our jobs. Yeah. Or you. But know, you mean you're not against him getting fired? Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it's like straight up, you can tell the dude was just being a racist mm-hmm. not trying to make like a funny joke or even like 
a funny joke, trying to make a funny joke that that flop that didn't quite land properly. Yeah. If they're just saying racer slurs because that's how they describe those people. Yeah, that's what it was. At least it sounded to me. Like I said, I didn't listen to the whole podcast, so it could have been out of context. But when you're saying those words just in describing, like just saying, you know, a group of people as that word, I don't understand how that's, uh, like, there's no comedy in that. So I didn't really feel bad about that. The main thing I was wondering is why SNL didn't do a better vetting process. Like, they did not check this guy. Like, you figure if you're going to hire somebody, you'd kind of like some of the most, you'd look up most of the, or at least some of the recent videos, podcasts, things like that they've done. Like, who the fuck hired this dude? He's like, oh, he's funny. He had a good audition. Just pick them up, and then they just didn't bother to check on them. Well, I mean, look at the state that, that SNL was in recently. Shit up, Spencer. Um, but then too, well, they might have done it, and and they might even they might even have heard that podcast. Well, that's and, what I was thinking. What if they did, and, and they, they just, just like, didn't, they they didn't care. Figured he was unknown. He wouldn't. Yeah, and then as soon as people found out about it, that's when. Well, you that's where it. the heart of the matter comes in—the blowback. Is it the, uh, is it SNL? Because if this didn't come out, would they have fired him? Like, if, like, one person was like, hey, you know, this dude said some racist shit on a podcast last year. Would they even care? Like, well, no. was anybody talking about it? No? Well, that's fine. Just blow it up, you know, yeah. swipe, sweep it under and the rug. If hits the me like, the news media outlets, no, yeah. they wouldn't. Why would they care? They don't. See, that's where I have a problem is, is these corporations and entertainment companies don't really give a shit about these issues. It's just they want to pretend they do like they want yeah. to appear that they do they give a shit when somebody finds out that they did something fucked up yeah but if you think about like the people like some of the guests they have host the show there's plenty of them that i mean they had donald trump host in the past yeah it's like they they, they only care about the fucking money but yeah they're just trying to get ratings i mean that's why they was it you know um because what eddie murphy's coming back to host yeah and, like, that's going to be, like, probably their highest rated episode in probably years, most likely. Most likely. But I think that's enough of that topic. Let's talk about sex, man. Let's talk about sex. Talk about it's... fucking the good stuff. Hey there, fair listeners. You are listening to DPW After Dark. Today's episode is all about sex, man. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the French fornicator church. Fornicating in France, sir? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you have to while you're there. Is it a rule? Yeah, I think you get in trouble when you don't. Do you? I don't know. That seems a little harsh. Yeah, you gotta be... Here's my problem. France... A lot of hairy armpits. Oh, yeah. Men and women. Mm-hmm. Hairy legs, too. Yep. How do you feel about that? Mm, well, how, mean, what would you rather have? A hairy armpits and legs or a hairy bush and butt crack? <laughs> like, I'm talking welcome to the jungle mm-hmm. circa 1992. I oh. guess I guess legs and armpit, I guess. Because All the, natural. The, the armpits, I'm... Because it's not like I'm going to be up around in the armpits a lot. Like, you know... It's not like I'm going to be spending a whole bunch of time in the armpit area, so... I just watched a video of Steve-O back in the day licking a dude's sweaty armpit. Oh. All hair. I was like, yeah. Oh. He was on drugs. It was his uh, 
I recommend everybody look it up on YouTube on his channel. It's hilarious. And it's just a video about every single drug he's ever taken. And he has fucking video evidence of every drug he's ever... Like, <laughs> like he's just showing, like, the worst things he's done. The hairy legs would probably be good during the wintertime, though. Help oh, you, yeah. Help you keep, keep you and her warm. I guess. What if they're scratchy? Mm. I don't know. I don't, you know what? It's 2019. You want to be hairy? Go ahead. I don't care. I don't care what you do. Women want to touch us anyway. Yeah. Some men like to touch Spencer, but... Mm, I don't like it. You know what? It is? <laughs> it's rude. Yeah, I know. Ah, uh, man. Today's episode is an actual DPW article. Let's talk about sex. Six tips for writing a good sex scene. I like the tips. I like the tips. Six I, of them. I mean, when you when you wrote that, was that, uh, you know, six tips uh-huh. for sex? I could have used anything else, you know. Writing advice or something such thing. This has a warning, mature content, which I guess we're a little past that on the podcast. But if you're reading the article, mature content ahead. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to skip the old intro. Uh, I think that the picture of that girl taking a mouthful of liquid looks like mouthwash to me. I think she's it, just... It does because it's blue, but I'm just saying... I think she's just rinsing her mouth out. With... With what, like a squirt bottle? Listerine? Because like, that's, com- no, that's coming in strong. I mean... Like, that's just not like a pour, like like a shot of something. That's being sh- that's being sprayed out of something. Maybe it's like one of those old school clown seltzer waters. <laughs> Remember the... Uh, yeah. Krusty the Clown would spray you in the face. Oh, man. You want to read all these, Spencer? No. Yeah, read them out loud. Let's deep, stop breathing into my microphone. Switch positions, and now sometimes you get into a position you're not comfortable in, and you just get a lot of hot air in your mouth. <sighs> yeah. Number six: Don't ruin the scene by being too descriptive. The fuck is that? It ain't your car, is it? I don't think so. Probably somebody just wrecked into it. Uh-huh. No. Right. Number six: Don't ruin the scene by being too descriptive. And uh, I guess I should say it. This kind of goes for erotica and romance writing, I would say. I mean, it's just about sex scenes, but even in erotica, you can go too far. Unless, it depends on your audience. It depends what you're writing. If you're writing Bigfoot erotica, go as far as you want. Those yeah. people already know what they're they, getting into. Yeah, they, they're there for that. Speaking of hairy women, female Bigfoot erotica is where it's at. Female Bigfoot? Well, there's gotta be. How do you get male Bigfoots? Yeah. Big feet? What's the plural Bigfoot? Big feet? Like if you have more than one Bigfoot? I think you just, I think it's still just ma- Bigfoot. Like the, or is that because you say there's just a lot of Bigfoots? I heard a Bigfoot. I guess it'd be like deer. Just yeah. a herd of Bigfoot. Probably sounds better. Big, I like Big feet. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, feet is, yeah. is the plural you use for feet. Not Big feet, Big feet. Big footsises. Anyway. If you find yourself writing in detail about where someone's arm is or how they're moving it, you're doing it wrong. Which is something you never want to hear when it comes to sex. The important thing about writing good sex is focusing on the feelings, not just the act and body parts involved. For instance, instead of going on and on about his throbbing member or her swollen nipples, write about how his breath felt on her neck. Describe how his fingers make her feel. Describe how her fing- What the fuck? I can't read. You can't read your own writing. <laughs> yeah, it's printed to this. Describe how his finger makes her feel as it slides down her toned stomach. 
And there's a sexy lady picture. She is very toned. <laughs> These kinds of details better help the reader connect to the characters. Which is better than just writing something you think will make them diddle themselves? <laughs> you want to use the right descriptions. No, he was hammering her love socket like an expert carpenter. Don't write that. I kind of like it, though. <laughs> and, <laughs> and speaking of unsexy hammering, number five, make it sexy. I do not remember writing this article, but that was some good tips, I feel. Yeah. I... You, wanted to, you don't just want to talk about the, the hammering. I feel like you want to have some element, especially if you're writing romance. You know, you want to show the intimacy between people. And you figure, too, um, the, the less you kind of describe... Uh, it leaves it more up to the reader's imagination in which if they're reading that kind of stuff, chances are that they'll come up with something better Yeah, in their own head if you're a little bit more light and, you know. I mean, you want to excite them to a degree and you still want to talk about the naughty bits, but you don't want to just go hard like Mr. Garrison you, in South Park's, the, what was it, the forest of penises mm-hmm. or something? He says penis 5,000 times. You want to give him just the tip, not the whole shaft. Yeah, baby. <laughs> just tease him a little. A little bit of teasing goes a long way. You know, before we go on further, I'm going to call you out, sucker. Have you ever written a sex scene? No. No, I don't think so. You? I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. I've never really had a story. I don't write a lot of stories with romantic characters, and when I do, it's usually tragic, so there's not yeah. not usually the sex part happening. But I probably should. I feel like maybe when I write my first novel, I'll throw in a gratuitous sex scene, describing yeah. the boobs way too, too much. Because I've read, and I'm sure you have too, some sex scenes in fiction where the guy who wrote it must have not ever had sex, because I'm yeah. like, this is just gross. Or, like, um, there's some comics that I've read mm-hmm. where they get into some some nasty business and you're just like, what? Wait a minute. I don't like when I'm reading a fiction story about, say, a man who's fighting aliens or something. And then all of a sudden there's just a random scene where it's him having sex with this lady and it's talking about, like, the taste of their spit and stuff. And the taste of sweat always grosses me out because... Mm-hmm. Like, Haruki Murakami, I love his writing, but he always has a sex scene in there, and he's always describing, like, the taste of sweat or something. I'm like, I don't want to lick anybody's sweat. It, it, it doesn't taste good. It's salty. Yeah, it's salty. Unless they got dirt on their neck, yeah. and you taste... Nah. Or you ever, like, you know, you've ever been working out or something, you've got some of your own sweat in yeah. your mouth, and you're just like, ah, that's terrible. Mm, it's like... And it's your own. It's like extra thick Gatorade. Somebody else's sweat. Just- Unflavored Gatorade. This makes me think of that. Remember that Gatorade commercial, like that basketball player? And like when they had a timeout, he was just taking off his shirt and stuff and just wringing uh, it yeah. into it. It's fucking gross. It was all gray. Anyway, number five, make it sexy. This seems obvious, but you'd be amazed by how many people write incredibly unsexy scenes because they try too hard to be original. This is where you get garbage like, she moaned like a cat in heat. and his- That's not even sexy. Like, if yeah, you're- that's have the you- point. It's not sexy. And his penis was as sturdy as a diving board. What the hell is sexy about that? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. I just don't understand why people throw that in there. It's just these ham-fisted metaphors and similes. And the the only way that would work would be like if um if you're trying to throw in like a like a comic 
like aspect of it. If it's if you're trying to funny. be yeah, if you're trying to be funny, then you could be like, oh yeah, his dick was as stiff as a diving board. And some but people we're... go too far with that too. They'll be like, oh, like they'll go, oh, his dick was as sturdy as a diving board, and he was diving into her deep ocean or her deep yeah. well of love, and they just keep going with that shitty metaphor. And I'm like, dude, this is terrible. To say you put it in. Just, yeah, put it in, wiggle it around, sprayed some goo, and he was done. I mean, Took it it's about as unsexy as you can get. Yeah, that's actually somehow less gross than what you're saying. <laughs> like, you just sprayed his hoo-hoo juice everywhere. <laughs> and then we got a picture of Rihanna's nice buttocks. Um, no, you must create a feeling of intimacy that the reader can't look away from. You don't want them giggling because you wrote something stupid like his boner was like a jumbo salami. Unless you're writing crude comedy, that is. See, I'm on yeah. it, man. Yeah. And also, uh, the main reason I think I remember writing this article is so I could just try to write some of this dumb, yeah, some just, of these just, dumb things. Just get it out of your system. Yeah, because I remember laughing really hard just coming up with these. When writing a sex scene, use words like tender, strong, passionate, and wet. Yes, wet. Because <laughs> damp, sopping dripping, moist, and soggy are disgusting words that should never be in a sex scene. Those are descriptions used for detailing a moldy corpse filled with filled basement. And then look at the lady's picture. Oh, man. I never want to, like, comment on my own articles or praise them, but the pictures on this are great, and yeah. I think the people need to read this. Even just to look at the picture. So moist. This is back, I think, when I was uh, freelance writing comedy articles, so I was more geared towards making things just... I think, I think it said... I saw that it said 2007 on it, so that's pretty early on. <clears throat> Not 2007. 17. Oh, uh, yeah. That's two years old or something. Three years old. Four, five. Know. When are we? 2021 now? <laughs> I don't remember. You just skipped to a year and a half. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you can't experiment with your writing, but much like having sex, things can get pretty awkward very quickly if you do or say the wrong things. Imagine the face of a reader coming to the end of a romantic sex scene. The whole scene plays out as a mature expression of love and passion between two consenting adults. Then out of nowhere, you hit them with, Then he pulled his floppy meat hose out of her ravaged love tunnel, stood up, and dripped the rest of his hot, sticky load all over her eager face. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a script for, like, a porno shoot. That sounds like the jungle fantasy that we randomly <laughs> read at book club because it's gross. For you folks uneducated on the jungle fantasy, or what we call jungle sluts, okay. is a mature reader comic that is our local bookshop, eh, comic shop, and it is disgusting. And only one guy buys it, apparently, and it's not me, surprisingly. Number four, learn how to set a good pace and mood. This is what I think would be difficult. But we'll get into it. <clears throat> These fucking beers make me gassy. Sexy. This is important for two reasons. It keeps the flow of the story consistent, and it keeps things from getting confusing. A lot of writers have a problem with story pacing, mood, and making complicated things easy to understand. This is no different in their sex scenes. Just like sex in real life, you must create the proper mood in your story. This includes the lead-up to the act of sex. Unlike the absurdity of movies, you can't have a huge action explosion scene followed immediately by a, sex a sensual sex scene. It works in the movies because they are working with a limited time frame and we understand that. And even then, most people see it as gratuitous. Oh man, whose boobs are those? You don't get to see them. That, I'm going to say that looked like the chick from Supergirl, but it's not. No, it's, no, it's not. But readers will be less forgiving of this. You have plenty of time in a book to set the proper mood. It makes no sense why two people would start having sex right after escaping a huge shootout. 
Think of it this way. Would you want to do the horizontal monster mash right after shooting a guy in the face? Would you be in the mood? You might, Spencer. Yeah, not mean, the normal person. Yeah, I mean, teach their own. Pacing is also important. It needs to correlate with the rest of your story. Going back to the action nonsense, even if you slow things down and set the right mood, you don't want to speed things right back up with a crazy fast sex session. That's how friction burns happen. <laughs> and there's a picture of a cooked hot dog. The pace of your sex scene should fit right with your story. Maybe it's slow because your character almost died earlier and they want to savor the moment. Maybe they think they are going to die soon and need to hurry it along for one last hurrah. Whatever the case may be, Make sure it doesn't feel out of place. And for the love of Moses, don't write a sex scene that bogs down and slows the pace of your whole story just so you can describe a bone session. I hate that. That's another one. Which, again, Mr. Haruki Mirakami will sometimes go into a sex scene. And, like, a lot of times his stories are already kind of slow-paced. So I'm like, don't, don't bog it down with the fucking pointless nonsense like this. Just say, hey, they're fucking, okay, next scene. Especially if that, like, um, if that sex that they're having doesn't have any implication to the story afterwards. You know what, like, it would be good, like, if you were writing, like, uh, like a spy kind of thriller kind of thing, because, you know, you, you got spies having sex with spies to gain trust, and, like, also, if that person has sex with that person later on, that could, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that has a purpose. But, yeah, if, if they're just doing it to do it. Well, again, Haruki Murakami, a lot of his sex scenes, they don't necessarily really go anywhere after that like a lot of times you'll have like two characters they'll have sex and then they're just kind of friends and they don't really talk about it any like after that so what the fuck was the point i mean he goes for kind of a mundane real world feel to his work so you know he'll talk about somebody making fucking spaghetti for a couple paragraphs and like, eh. but you, you it sucks you into the world yeah as it you know makes you feel like it's real because he does a lot of magical realism so I guess the sex scene, sometimes you just have sex with somebody once and that's it. So I get where he comes from, but at the same time, it kind of slows the story down. And also it's Japanese, so it could be different like yeah, in the, the translation. Tr- translations could have a, an effect there. Number three, keep it simple. Much like snapping your dick from trying out moves you've seen in porn, sometimes keeping things simple is the way to go. There's no need to complicate things by adding a bunch of unneeded nonsense. And this advice applies to your whole story, not just the doing it parts. If you read the work of some writers, their sex scenes are like something written by an alien trying to describe what they think human sex is like. It's like the scene from The 40-Year-Old Virgin where Andy describes a woman's breast like squeezing a bag of sand. While that scene was to make fun of the fact he never touched a woman's breast, these types of descriptions make their way into novels from time to time. And they're as hilarious as they are bad, which is why you should keep it simple. Even if you're trying to write about something you've never experienced personally, the erotic accordion, anyone? It doesn't mean you try to wing it. It's 2017, 2019 now, folks. Maybe. 2021. Depends when you're listening. It's 2017. Look that shit up. You're an adult. Speaking of which, that brings me to number two. Don't be embarrassed. Oh, man, the image of the 40-year-old virgin isn't on there anymore. Well, you, you have the, the jokier... Uh, how do you say his name from the ancient aliens uh no that's the one before but yeah. see right above the number two there's no picture. oh yeah what <laughs> i don't know it's an old article sometimes you lose pictures okay you're writing a scene about butt sex for whatever reason it's pertinent to the story of course it is yeah what would it be <laughs> but you've never tried butt sex in real life so you have no idea how to write about it what's a person to do again look it up do your research but don't be embarrassed 
You're an adult, and you're writing about adult things. You shouldn't worry about people thinking you're dirty or perverted for writing about some crazy sex stuff either. You wouldn't assume a person is a murderer because they wrote a novel about a serial killer. So why would you assume they are a butt-sex-addicted maniac because they wrote a scene about a man getting pegged by a woman? It's fiction. You're a writer. We make shit up. Sometimes the things we make up are pretty damn messed up. But it doesn't mean we secretly harbor some deep-seated desire to have a foursome with two dwarfs and a man in a safari hat. I think I went a bit off the rails here, but the point remains... That sounded a little too personal, can you be sure you didn't think you, wasn't, you don't have that? Don't worry about it. Are you the man in the safari hat, Caleb? One can only hope. <laughs> the point remains, don't be embarrassed by your writing. If you are, it's pretty safe to say your sex scenes will be lame. And number one, that safari hat's nice though, and it was expensive. <laughs> number one, don't be a misogynist. It's easy to fall into writing cliches, and what's more cliche than the man saving, wooing, dominating a woman? That last one, dominating, is a theme that comes out in a lot of male written stories. It's not so much physical dominance I'm talking about, it's mental. In a sex scene, for example, it's very common for writers to describe the woman's body in great detail while giving little description to the man other than a giant diving board-like sturdy penis. This often happens with the written act of sex as well. A lot of the details are about what's happening to the woman or how the man is making her feel, and the woman is almost always unbearably attractive, like she's a fucking trophy that the man has won and swiftly inserts his rock-hard member into. It's hard for a woman reader to connect with a character like this, one who looks perfect, has a gen generic personality, and needs a man to make her happy. Not only does this send the wrong message, it creates unrealistic expectations for the readers. When you want to incorporate a romantic plot line, don't create generically good-looking characters. Make them relatable. The women don't have to be skinny models and the men don't have to be chiseled bodybuilders. Remember, real people connect better with real characters. So what'd you take away from that article there, Spencer? You gotta be classy. When it comes to your Classy. your sex your sex scenes in your adult themed areas of your book, um, one thing I would like to add that was not in that article: if you're going to write sex scenes, it helps to read sex scenes, good sex scenes. Yeah, um, I would say try some higher end erotica or romance fiction just to get the feel, not just look up sex scenes. Like you want the context, you want to see how the characters come together to have the sex. It's important to build the dynamic, I feel. And uh, it's hard to learn how to do that without just practice. Yeah. Like anything else when it comes to your writing, you're going to have to do it multiple times. It's going to take a while until you can hone that craft of the writing to make it better. I think one of the best ways to really get into writing a good sex scene would be to kind of write from personal experience. Yeah. Not just obviously the sex part, but how you feel. Maybe, you know, depending on the character situation. So if it's a younger character that hasn't had a lot of sex or something, you can write about when you were younger. If it's a older character, like a divorcee or something, who, or like maybe a married person who wants to have an affair, you might not have lived that, but you could kind of think what it would be like and incorporate like some personal... Or chances are you might know somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. In that kind of situation. Some personal anecdotes you've heard from other people or like, you know, you've witnessed a guy at work who sneaks off at night with someone else in the parking lot he meets up with. Like you could write things like that from what you've seen or what you've experienced. 
And that's usually the best way to go about it because, like, a lot, like we always make fun of Fifty Shades, but... I was just going to say, do you think we should send this article to her? <laughs> Maybe. Because you think she was having that kind of sex? I don't think she was having any kind of sex. <sighs> like, are you putting a butt plug in and going to church? How many how many people were doing that? I, I don't know. I like. I just felt like the sex scenes and that were very unrealistic, but that had an audience. But reading the sex scenes and that, they were awful. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Sorry, I try to like make sure I curse in a different uh, tongue, like yeah. an alien tongue when I sneeze now. Because I want to try to like get Cthulhu to come up. Okay. Only works when you're sneezing though. I mean, some other things I do. (laughs) That's a different kind of alien you get from that. So what about the sex scenes you're planning on writing now, Spencer? Are you going to try to, are you going to try your hand at a sex scene anytime soon, you think? I mean, I guess I probably should, right? Um, it would definitely be a goal. That I feel like we definitely, even if we don't publish it anywhere, just maybe even just for me and you to read each yeah. other's sex scenes, as creepy as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, when, like I said, when we get the novel writing and stuff, it's probably something we're going to incorporate. And it'd probably do us good to just incorporate more romantic subplots in our work because yeah. that's a basic human connection that we that's just, tend to ignore. Yeah, that's another layer of, of the onion yeah. that you have to peel back. I mean, I've written a good bit of stories with kind of romantic. It's usually more, like I said, um, not necessarily just tragedy, but it's more of the uh, couples fighting or just some of the things couples go through. But I never really go into the sex part. And that's obviously a huge part. I mean, it's a lot of reasons why people get together. Yeah. I mean, why they get together and then why later on they, they, they start go, spreading, yeah, you know, fading up or drifting apart from each other rather i'm trying to think of uh types of stories we could start writing that would incorporate that without sacrificing our personal styles of writing maybe uh what we could do is and uh, go back to the flash fiction mode for a little bit and just write like um just write the scene yeah, itself. yeah just or maybe like a, a little bit of prep beforehand like you know like what the I mean? end of a date or something yeah, like, like a lead-in so it's just not them just boning but you like you know and like that just be the you know the, the crypt and if we do a decent enough job we could you know we could still publish it on the website you know probably mm-hmm. with with a warning because we don't know the age groups of the people that that read our well to fine make, literature <laughs> to make things a little more challenging um what about writing like a sex scene with two men because we're both heterosexual males, so we don't tend to ever think that way. So how, like... I mean, that Just thinking be, about it now, like, trying to get into the descriptions, though, without being, like, gross yeah, or, or... Trying to be funny or, or yeah, like, something like that. Like, trying to discuss two men having sex in a way that would be sexy to the reader and come off as romantic or, you know, like I said, the tenderness and love between two people. It's kind of, Like, that's where the challenge would be. Or even with two women... Because then I would feel like we'd be the other, and then we'd focus too much too much on the sex stuff. Yeah, and we'd be like ignoring the emotions and stuff like that. I don't know. I think that would be challenging, but it'd be fun. I think that would be something that that's definitely something we should try to do. But I think first, baby regular steps. Sex scene. Yeah, baby steps. Regular sex scenes. Try to get a good handle on that, and then go into the oh, I I had um. 
it wasn't necessarily a sex scene, but remember I did write that one flash fiction where the dude took that chick home. Uh, the transgender did chick? Yeah. Did you have, you didn't have a sex scene, no. but you got kind of close to it, right? Yeah. Like, he, like, she, he reached down and, and, he, and, he, and he found it. That's about as close to yeah. a sex scene as I got. Well, going back to the, the gay sex scenes, I mean, with it would probably actually be easier with the guys to talk about the sex scene, like what leads up to it and stuff. Because I feel like the women's sex scenes, I mean, at least from what I've seen, is, you know, porn. Yeah. So, that's not realistic. Like, what what women actually do, like, real women's sex. Because, guys, it's easy. You're putting it in somewhere. Yeah, something, something's going into something. Until mouth, <laughs> ass, wherever it's going. Something's going, somebody's spooging. <laughs> yeah. It's simple to write guys' sex scenes from that aspect. And you, know when, wh- you, and you know when it's done. Yeah. But women are a little different. Like, do they really just go into making out and then they get, or you figure there's women out there that just like how normal heterosexual people or two gay men go just right into sex. Like, you don't have to have, you know, this big romantic flowers. Like, that's not, that's not realistic. Two women are just going to have sex too. But like, do they just go into licking? Do do the toys come out? Like, there's so many things, so many questions that I don't have the answers to. Like, just the, the lead up to it. Like, I know how it goes down, but I don't know what order, and I don't know how it ends. Like, when's it just over? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like with the female-male sex, yeah. you know when it's over. When two guys have sex, you know when it's over. Like, with two Ooh. women, there's not always going to be an orgasm. Yeah. Which would be the sign that it's over with men. Yeah. So, what would be the sign that it's over? Is it just like, okay, I'm done? Maybe, maybe we should go watch... There was um, an old Showtime show uh, called The Air The Air Yeah, Lord. I remember that, but the problem is I don't know how realistic these shows are. Eh, I mean, from what, from what I remember, they kept on getting, you know, they won a whole bunch of shit from, like, you know, the, the gay community and was pra- praised yeah. by them, so. Maybe I should start watching that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see you explain that to the missus. It's for research, honey. It's for research. Hey, she watches like ten different CW shows where everybody's gay on it. But see, yeah, but like they, they, like, no, like, there's no nudity in those though. Mm, they get kind of raunchy. They, well, you know what? No, the show she's you, watching. You get, you get a lot of dick rude in the CW. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she was. Uh, the show she was watching yesterday wasn't the CW. That's why it's a little raunchier. It's Netflix. Uh, but um, yeah, like. Because that show, it was uh, that 13 Reasons Why. It was, uh, I, th- I think it's what it's called, the new season. I don't know. It was just like this guy picked up another. Like, they just all of a sudden went into butt sex. Like, just like, hardcore grunting. And I was like, see, but I could write a scene like that. That show, and I understand the importance of that show. And, like, to 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 show a bigger audience of what it's like for, like, a teenager, teenage girl and what they have to go to. But have you ever seen any of that? Like, I was at my friend's house when that first came out, and they was watching, like, the first couple, like, episodes, and, like, I was there kind of watching, and I was just like, this is so fucking, like, depressing. This and whole season was just, like that. Just made me feel like shit for just because I had a dick. Like, it, I didn't even do anything, but it, it well, just made me feel bad because I had a member. Not only that, but it was like, I felt like the show... I don't want to say glorified or romanticized, like suicide and depression, but it definitely I didn't give the right message, in my opinion. Like, it wasn't like, oh, kids are struggling with, you know, emotional problems and stuff. It was like, again, not glamorizing it, but it was making it entertaining. Yeah. Like, suicide's never entertaining, 
But the whole show is focused on a girl killing herself, and they use it as you know plot device. Like, uh, kind of made me cringe a little, but that's I'm not the demographic for that, I guess. But going back to the lesbian sex, yes, I, I'm I'm just gonna spitball here. A lot of scissoring. You just gotta have a lot of scissoring. I don't here. know when the scissoring comes into play, or if it ever comes. Into I don't play. think it, it doesn't does. seem like a realistic thing that people would do. <laughs> no, I've heard I've had some lesbian friends that described it, but I don't think they were ever serious. Yeah. I would imagine it would go into like some heavy petting and the finger play. But what happened? Like, do you just go right to licking? Because for me, that's not the main show. Yeah. Like, that's just the warm up to the show. Yeah, but there's probably like a lot of nipple work and. If they like that, I'm not butt eating, I don't know. The toys come out. When do the toys come out? Do you wear the toys? Like, when you wear the strap ons? Like, not all lesbians wear strap-ons. Again, that's probably a deal a dealer's choice. Uh, See, I feel like if you're gonna go that route, like that's a planned thing, right? I mean, you're at least gonna have the oh, make sure that's clean and off to the side. Like that's it's not like where like a guy and a lady go out or two gay guys go in the woods and they're just like, oh, fuck, sure, and they just start going in town. Yeah. Like two girls, they're in the woods. Oh, I brought lucky, I brought my extendable. Like yeah. no, they're just gonna finger bang. I guess it just. It seems like something we shouldn't be talking about because we're so ignorant on the topic. But that's everything on this show. Yeah, we get in trouble for that a lot. But I do think that is some... Again, maybe we should read some lesbian fiction and that would kind of help us develop the mind for... Because I feel like I could, if I actually sat down to write it, I could. But I just don't want to be... I, th- I feel like I'd go too emotion heavy. Yeah. I'd be too much into like the romance aspect of it and it might not be romantic because sometimes like... Orange is the new black. Sometimes you just got to get some, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just pick up a lady and you just go downtown and start diving. Clam digging. Chomping. Muff diving. Whoa, Whoa. that's gross. See that? What's the muff? So that's our episode, folks. If you <laughs> if you felt that you took something. I feel like I gave good information before we start talking about like you the did. gay stuff we're yeah. not good at talking about. Which I think we should just, that should be, the, we should rename the podcast of uh, Ty, Spencer and Caleb talking about things that they don't know about. Yep. Idiots podcast. If you any of you folks who are listening write sex scenes and or are romance erotica writers, maybe send us links to your work because we're looking for some things to check out. Even yeah. just preferably, if you can, just some scenes that you think would help us evolve our palette for the sexual enterprises of writing yep yep so maybe you, we should have paid more attention to that one panel we went to a couple years ago that panel was terrible and none of those people have ever had sex let alone could write about it <laughs> and i'm sure that never mind i digress yeah if you want to send us stuff or just hit us up you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com you can hit us up at gmail at drunkenpenwriting at gmail.com you can hit us up on Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing and tell us what a fabulous job we're doing. <laughs> yeah. You can go to Facebook at Drunk Pen Writing and tell us what a shit job we're doing. That's more likely. Yeah. Um, remember, we are still doing our giveaway. Uh, check do, out. The do pe- we have a, like an end date on that yet? Or? No. Um, I was just going to wait till I got like a bunch of okay. stuff. I was going to send another thing out. Maybe Halloween too for that. I will see. We're also doing our Halloween submission period. I've already got a lot of stories, so if you want to get your work in, we can use more poem poems right now. We I think we've only gotten one or two, so we're definitely gonna get more of those. The short stories are filling up fast, and pretty soon I'm not gonna be able to keep up reading them. Yeah. 
So, we can only post so many anyways. Yeah, so uh, if you want to do that, get on that ASAP. Uh, Flash Fictions you're good on. You could send... That you will be good on that because we could post those anytime. Um, yeah, so keep it sexy and classy. And classy. Should we end it like Jocko? Caleb out. <laughs> oh, is that how he yeah. does it? He just says Jocko out. Oh, that fucking douchebag. DPW out. <laughs>